welcome to Knock On Podcast, where we bring you archery information and education that you can trust. Knock On was created as a way to bring all archers together, regardless of the brand you choose or the style of archery you shoot. Knock On Podcasting will deliver professional insights to the latest gear, proper shooting technique, along with high-level equipment setup and tuning. Hey, 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 everybody, what's up? Knock On Podcast, back at it again and since i'm rebooting this podcast i thought it would be totally awesome to get sean DeGray on here from total archery challenge so that we can talk about the reboot of the tack events getting them going again and everything that's going to be involved so it'll answer a lot of questions from the knock on nation out there those of you who have signed up Everything like that. So, what's up, Sean? Oh, just sitting here waiting to get to work. Excited <laughs> to finally get to start. I know, man. People are people want to get out of the house so bad, and honestly, the tack events are just such a perfect place for that. I mean, it's by far, it's by far my favorite archery event, and I. I assume people understand that because of the fact that I go to it, but you guys do such. I appreciate that. (laughs) You guys do such a good job. I mean, and obviously we've got you on here, but we need to give credit to your entire team because I've just never seen a team function as well at a event of that magnitude as you guys did. It was pretty spectacular. Yeah, we, uh, there's no question. It's all about the team and we, we do have an, an awesome team and each one of them views it as their own event. And, and I think that's part of it. They love, uh, interacting with everybody that comes out there. We've created a lot of friendships over that. And so, uh, everybody works hard to do, uh, as best they can to make it an awesome event for everyone. Well, I guess the main question is when's the first event? And how are these things going to be different? What can people expect now? So it, it could vary a little bit by state, but uh, as of right now, um, we're going to start. Our first event is next Friday in South Dakota, Terry Peak. And we're actually, uh, we'll finish loading the trucks today and take off tomorrow to start setting up for that. Some of the major changes um, that are in place right now, and keep in mind, some of this could change and lighten, loosen up depending on on what happens over the next few weeks. But uh, we do have to follow some social distancing regs put out by the local health departments or the resorts themselves. And um, at Terry Peak, <laughs> Terry Peak, we have to check your temperature before you come in to the mountain festival where the vendor booths are, where you can register and get on the mountain. And so every morning we'll be out there. We have two entrances. You'll come through that. We'll check your temperature and it's pass or fail. You're either good to go or you're not. So go home, go back to your car and crank on the AC or whatever. But, um, (laughs) and then we'll, we'll also, that was a joke. If you're sick, don't come disclaimer. So anyway, they, uh, we also will be giving everybody a mask. I think it's important to know that these are not in 95 masks, but it is a, it does um, fill the requirement needed. And uh, we've been working with nine line apparel to uh, get a bunch of these masks. We ordered 12,000 so far. So you'll get a mask then. And when you're in home base, if you can't be socially distanced, you're six feet apart, then you're asked to wear that mask. Um, and outside of that, everything else is the same. Once you're on the mountain, uh, obviously the event lends itself to being a socially distant event anyway. So when you're on the mountain, no mask required, just go out and have a good time. Yeah. And be smart about, you know, don't, you don't need to send three people down low on the target to, to call an arrow and, you know, you don't need to have everybody down there pulling arrows, you know take turns maybe pulling arrows or have someone designated for that and have someone designated for keeping everybody split apart. And obviously we want to make sure that these go on. So 
Absolutely. We need to make sure that everyone out there is doing their part at making sure that when we're taking pictures, when we're posting social media stuff, keep in mind everybody that, you know, these resorts and all these places that are allowing us to be there for these things, you know, they are abiding by rules to stay in business and Sean's having to sign contracts for that. So we're, you know, the the point of this podcast is I feel like this will hit the most amount of archers in our community instantly. And we're really going to trust all of you out there to make sure that we're not doing anything that's going to end up getting one of these things shut down. Yep. You're exactly right. Whether you agree with it or don't agree with it, we do, we need to respect the venues for allowing us to still do it. And, uh, and so that's why we put in some things ourselves. Like what if someone gets up there and doesn't have a mask? Well, we have a mask for you and, and, uh, you know, they're not going to check temperatures. We're putting everyone in place for that. So I think it's still going to be an absolute blast. There's just a couple little hitches here. We got to take care of and, and do what we're asked to do. Yeah. Well, it's awesome that we're going to get to do it. And, uh, you know, I want to talk a little bit about, you know, the events that we're doing specific for the knock on stuff too, Sean, if we can, because you and I have, although we've communicated, there's been a lot of stuff for us that's been up in the air. So we like from our end, we haven't really been able to communicate to those who are on our range or, you know, booked part of that, that knock on thing or know, you know, people that are wanting to know which ones I'm going to be at. Um, as of right now, I'm going to be at Colorado, Big Sky, and Utah. Um, we also are scheduled to have ranges in Pennsylvania and Michigan. Um, did do a late, a late last minute uh, Michigan range. Um, but what I do want people to know is that for Pennsylvania and also Michigan, because there was those were having to be rescheduled during the hunting season. Um, it's still up in the air whether or not I personally can be there. I for sure won't be able to be there for all of it. I'm trying to see if I can possibly fly in for a specific day, but I can't like rebook a calendar when it comes to places where I'm hunting and places where I have permission to hunt. And I've got certain dates selected and, and already have, you know, pre-booked things with outfitters and travel, which you know, it's you and I had this discussion. It's really hard for me to to say that because I know a lot of people might have booked that, you know, ex- expecting me to be there. But the reality is the range is going to be cool. Someone from Knock On will be there. Um, probably going to, you know, probably going to send, you know, someone else we trust to have representation there. But when it comes to me being able to have five days for getting there, setting up before the event starts doing the whole event and then getting back home. It just isn't going to work during, uh, during times where I've drawn tags that I've been waiting a long time for. So I want to make sure people out there understand that for those two events that are at the, they're at the end of August, right? Unfortunately. Yeah. yeah, Um, Last two weeks of August. However, if those do get canceled, then I will, I will, you know, make sure that I do it just the same as what we're doing for these Western events. Um, I do want to let people know as well, like our initiative as from a knock on point of view, our initiative is going to be, um, you know, in the past or last year, we had a really cool event with, you know, we had music, we had, you know, some really awesome parties and we were cooking a lot for people, but just with everything that's going on, that's not a possibility now. So, you know, I'm, I'm not able to, to be cooking at the big trailer and, you know, handing out food and like, you know, that sort of thing because of the COVID issue isn't something, you know, that's just going to get Sean in trouble. So my initiative is going to be, we will be in the vendor village, uh, with a setup and I'm going to be there to just offer free coaching and free one-on-one support. I'm going to be spending a lot more time on my ranges and just being out there and kind of hanging out and letting groups pass by. And 
you know, if you want to chat, if you want to talk, then awesome. But, you know, if, if honestly, if you don't, if you don't want to, that's totally cool too. I just know there's people going there with that expectation and I'm just going to try to make myself more available for individual, uh, you know, questions and whatever you want to do and just really have fun and enjoy the shoot with everybody there. Uh, more so than try to have a big, you know, kind of a, a big event type thing. Cause I, I, at least when you and I talked last week, that just wasn't possible. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. I didn't mention that earlier when you asked about changes. Currently, you know, we usually do these after parties and gatherings and things like that, even with the uh, conservation groups, uh, be it Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation or Wild Sheep or BHA. But this year, as of right now, we are not able to do those. So those conservation groups are still going to have some really cool raffles and auctions going on, but it'll be during the day. Uh, you can get the information at their booth or we send out an email that'll have information, you know, the week before each event. But uh, so there's still going to be some fun opportunity to win some really cool prizes, but the after parties themselves as of right now are not allowed. Yep. Yep. Which obviously, uh, gives people a little bit more one-on-one time too, because, you know, not just, not just with us, but with those, with those other people and with those other groups, you know, it's, it's a considerable amount of work to have those types of things. And like last year, um, with, with the stuff that we did, you know, we really, we really fell heavily on, you know, like black rifle and, you know, we had, a lot of a lot of our really close friends that were you know that could cook and we had people come out and really help us and honestly like there were people on the side that were taking half a day or a full day out of their time or multiple days out of their time to like get that stuff ready for those few hour windows where everybody was having those gatherings and and hangouts so everybody's going to be able to be, you know, within the village and, and it's still going to be fun and we're still going to come up with some stuff to do, but we just want to make sure everybody out there knows, you know, we're doing everything we can based on the limitations. And, you know, I have no idea what you've gone through to make these happen, but (laughs) I know every time I talk to you, you're just breathing, you know, you're just sighing for the hoops that you're having, <laughs> yep. you know, it's like you're, you're at three day practices. Just, you know, every time I talk to you, it's like you're out of breath coming to the water tank, just trying to, just trying to get a couple deep breaths and just see what the next phone call is going to, going to be for you. Yeah. I would actually, I was talking to uh, Monica and uh, we had somebody calls up and they're like, Hey, we got a travel ban. We can't do any events. And, so we went through, you know, how do we show some representation without them being there or whatever. And I hung up the phone. I was just like, you know what? I just, nothing surprises me anymore. So no matter what happens, we're just like, everybody rolls with it. The one real cool thing I think to point out is, you know, with date changes and uh, a venue change in Utah and things like that, everybody has been overwhelmingly patient, supportive, and excited, which has made it much easier for us. Because typically things like that could cause a lot of headache out there and and, uh, and make it worse for us on the customer service side. But everybody has been awesome. Even the people who can't make it need to change, whatever. It's been, it's been really cool to see how everybody just shifts and moves and works with us. And, and uh, we're working hard. We do not like to take no for an answer. So that's why we're doing everything we can to make these as fun as they can be under the current circumstances. Yeah, and that's one thing, uh, you know, I know who you're talking about specifically, and I guess we'll let them make their announcement on on that situation. But, you know, it's not just one. There's there's multiple businesses that, in order to be consistent and compliant, they're not able to send their employees on the road to, you know, to man booths and, and be there. And, and honestly, I know some of these people just freaking love to – to be there and shoot themselves. 
So yeah. it's, you know, it's definitely not by choice. Um, and I know from our side of things, normally, you know, we have, we have a pretty vast, uh, list of like, you know, high profile people that come to these things, um, that really, that I really appreciate because I interact with, you know, with people that are coming there, um, to be part of like what knock on's doing. And I know that some of these athletes, you know, their organizations are limiting their travel and, 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 and some people that are like entertainers, they're, they're really having to limit travel too, so that they're not exposing, you know, themselves to something that might end up causing, you know, them to cancel something that might have, you know, national or you know international coverage media coverage so right we're doing everything we can and it's still going to be awesome it's still going to be fun um we're going to do our best to to set up some cool ranges and um i haven't talked about this with you yet but do you do you think it would be possible for us to be able to get a like a, a a target or a shooting bale in in our booth or position us to where we're kind of still in our, our core of, you know, co-branders. But I really wanted to be able to allow people to come by, have their bow, make a few shots for me and let me give them some feedback. I mean, do you think that's something that would be possible? Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, Depending on which venue, you know, location and what they allow, where changes it a little bit, but it's absolutely possible. Okay. Awesome. Well, I'm going to be totally down with that. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be there for all if of you, you listening. Have a full containment, if you have a full containment plan, you know, in case somebody draws pointing up or whatever, that's the biggest concern they have if you're wanting to be in the home base area with everyone. So yeah. as long as we build out a full containment plan, then really anything's possible at that point. Okay. Well, I've seen you work miracles, so we'll get something we'll get something figured out. Otherwise, maybe what I'll do is um we might even be able to man something like that kind of up at the end of the range, like at the last target or something, to where when people come mm-hmm. off the course, if they wanna sit there and chat and make a few shots right there, maybe we'll have a little knock on satellite, you know, coaching booth or something that people yeah. we can utilize, but we'll come up with something cool. Don't worry. We'll, uh, we'll do something that gives everybody interaction and, and, uh, gives us the ability to do that. I don't, I don't really feel like for us personally, um, these events have never really been about going there with like stuff to sell. Um, it's really just been for, for us, this is an engagement and this is my ability to like meet all the people that that I know through an at sign with whatever their handle is after that. Um, so <laughs> yeah. you know we're we're gonna. Um, I know from Knock On's point of view, we're gonna have the ability for you guys to make orders from the TAC event and be able to get free shipping immediately on any of those orders that you place. We'll have a we'll have a full force here shipping orders, you know, but probably before you've left the tack, they're going to be on the way. Um, but we may have a few things there that are for memorabilia type things, but, um, just everyone out there know, you know, Hey, take advantage of this time with me. People always ask, you know, will you come do a coaching session here? Will you come do a seminar here? Or, you know, there's shops that say, how much do we have to pay to get you to come in and do that stuff? And honestly, here's a free chance like this is your chance so bring your questions uh bring your interaction definitely make sure you still get to the tax because they will be fun and and we'll make it worth everybody's while and i know uh i know like the black rifle guys are also working on some cool stuff and we'll we'll make some fun stuff happen for sure yeah there's gonna be it's the shooting's gonna be just as fantastic as always we're talking about a couple small things there at home base just to uh, make sure we keep everybody safe and, and also just as important, keep our relationships safe with those cities and or venues that we're in. But the shooting part, the interacting, I think it's going to be great. Uh, we've got, um, 
we've also got a new novelty shot. We always have a couple, you know, they're pay to play games, but we decided with how frustrating the um, COVID virus has been, we have a COVID virus novelty shot. <laughs> You'll be shooting at this virus. We are not going to charge for it. COVID's cost us all enough money. And uh, so this is just going to be a fun shoot. Shoot as many times as you want. You will have to uh, qualify to get entered to win, but we'll have a pretty fun prize package from all of our sponsors for this COVID shoot. Sweet. So I've got we're pretty th- excited I've got about th- that. It'll be fun. Yeah, that sounds that sounds super fun. And we'll probably try to get some type of a we'll try to get some type of a little novelty thing. You know, for us too, it would be pretty cool. Um, I've got a big Absolutely. initiative. I guess I'll I'll use this now. Um, I'll announce it now, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna be doing a big initiative to uh, raise money for the Special Forces Foundation, uh, and I'm gonna be nice. teaming up with uh, Sturgill Simpson for this. And I definitely want to try to get some type of a, a cool novelty type event at the ones that we're going to be at to help raise money where all those proceeds will go to this. Um, we're going to try to see how much we can raise uh, for the Special Forces Foundation. So that's going to be a big initiative of mine, which you know is pretty cool because in years past, I've done a lot for the Navy SEAL side. Um, so focusing on the, the Army side right now, which will be awesome. And it's going to be freaking freaking really cool. It's going to be really cool. Uh, Sturgill and I are going to be doing something here in the next few weeks to kind of hype that up, and it'll be fun. That's awesome. Well, let's make sure we don't leave that just on your course. We need to put that down at home base so everybody can use it. Exactly. Yeah, that would. Involved. Yeah, that would. That'll be that'll be a down low spot where all proceeds Good. immediately go to the special forces foundation and uh we'll have something cool figured out for that too but um sean the one thing the one thing we have to talk about man is you need to tell people your story i mean i haven't heard it in a few years but your story about like your accent and everything is just it's it's incredible your perseverance man and all the stuff that you and your family do and have done, and um, especially after some of the stuff that you've been been through, are you comfortable talking about that? Yeah, we can talk about that. I mean, my wife does a better job because a lot of that <laughs> um, you talk about the accident. A lot of that is for me. I don't remember, or or maybe it's manufactured memories. That's what we call it because. I did lose quite a bit of memory there for a bit. My short-term memory was shot. So she's always better to talk about it because I'll mix something up or she'll say, no, that's not right. <laughs> okay, and we'll take it. Correct me. But, uh, but it's, I mean, we, um, that accident was back in, it was in 2004. We were hauling horses to Idaho from Utah. And we were in a big lifted truck and the front tire blew out which caused the truck to tilt, you know, and what it did is it pushed us off. We drove through the median. We were headed northbound on the freeway. We went through the median and for whatever reason, we never could figure this out. Uh, when, when we popped out on heading into the southbound lanes, the horse trailer popped off of the truck. It was a gooseneck. Um, and when that released all that, uh, weight and pressure it catapulted the truck and so we flipped a few times landed on the back of a motorhome and uh i'm sure it's i'm sure it scared the heck out of those two people Gosh. but we ended up rolling a few times land on the freeway and uh i ended up having um severe brain trauma uh i i actually what's funny is i thought i was fine um, I was pinned in the vehicle with the truck. It was one of those 60, 40 bench seats up front. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't have my seat belt on. And when it would roll, it had opened up where that split is. And my ankle went in there and then it had wrapped around my ankle, which is probably honestly what saved me from being ejected. But so I was, uh, pinned in and I had no idea I had a head injury at that time. I felt like I was 
totally coherent. Everything was fine. And then it escalated after that as once the doctors got in and pressure was building on my brain. But, um, the, the major effects from that, I changed my personality quite a bit. Um, this is where my wife tells a better story, but <laughs> I literally lost all patience. I hated everybody. I hated everything. It was really bad there for a while. Um, I couldn't remember anything, which I think aided in that loss of patience. For People sure. Say something and five minutes later, I wouldn't remember. Um, our son, he was born five weeks after the accident, uh, premature. And, um, I called, there's a friend of mine I used to guide with. So I called him and I'm like, Hey man, we just had a baby boy. Anyway, I called him three times in about 20 minutes to tell, to oh tell him God. that we'd had a baby. So he tried to get a hold of Monica to find out what the heck is this guy. Okay. And she finally got a hold of him and she's like, Oh, he's fine. He just can't remember anything. So he'll probably call you 10 more times. So my memory was really, it was gone, but that was a big frustrating point for me. And, uh, and also for Monica, cause she had to deal with a, a, um, husband that for all intents and purposes was handicapped and angry and then her son in the hospital. So that's why when people ask about our story and what kind of we went through, it almost is more like what she went through because I kind of, once I started to remember things, I was handling it better. Yeah. Um, but we, it was a, it was a real struggle. We had to learn how to, uh, communicate where, you know, Monica basically would be like, dude, you're being a dick. And I would just know that, yeah, I must be. So I got to go to my room. It's kind of how it went, um, for a long time. And, and, uh, but they, I, there's a lot of things that came out of it that are positives too. I mean, my wife and I can communicate if she tells me something or critiques me. I certainly don't look at it like I'm being attacked. I just assume, Oh, that must be true. So I got to fix it. So <laughs> there's a lot of that. Um, but she, uh, she's, she really tells a better story cause it's a lot of her struggle of what, of having to deal with me. Um, I read a post the other day. I don't know if you've been reading. Matt Hughes made a post the other day. He was in a much more severe accident than I was. Yeah, I, rem- I think I was and, with. I think I was with Rogan when he had that accident, actually, because Joe's phone blew up and he was telling me. And at that time, they really didn't like it. Wasn't promising, like the first news of that event. Right. Yeah, he made a post the other day that I. I even, I even sent him a message. I really, uh, respected it and it hit home. It, he, he totally nailed it. He's like with brain injuries, you just got to be patient. We're not being dicks cause we want to be. <laughs> it's like, it's a thing that depending on what part of the brain you get hit in, like you have to focus and, and concentrate to not act that way until your brain fully heals. And here I am 16 years later and my wife will always joke. She's like, you must be still healing, healing. So <laughs> anyway, it, uh, but yeah, so we went from that. Um, at that time I was on, a, uh, I couldn't do anything for about a year. I used to work for a friend of mine doing when I, I would guide full time and in the off season I'd do mortgages and I tried going back to that, but I just, my brain just wouldn't allow it. And I think when it really started to, hit home that I needed to work differently on how to do things and how to remember things is I went on a dove hunt with two of my friends and we got back. This is before digital cameras or what were popular, I guess, cause they brought me a printed photo and I was like, Oh man, that is awesome. Why didn't you guys invite me? I love dove hunting. <laughs> and the one guy says, dude, that's your dog in your truck. You took the photo. <laughs> oh gosh. And I was like, holy crap. So I went home, cried, frustrated, mad. And that's kind of when it started like, okay, I need to start doing things different so that I can progress here and, and still function. Cause how can I not even remember a hunt from three days ago? 
So there's been, it's, it's helped me be a lot more organized. I'll say that because I have to be in order to keep my thoughts in order and what's going on and what I'm doing. And, and it's created persistence where, you know, if I don't hear something back or whatever, then I feel like I need to follow up constantly and, and make things happen that way. As you know, I'm not very good at texting because it doesn't translate as well for me as just talking through things. So, uh, like, where where do you feel like your recovery's at? Like, if you know, on a scale from like you know zero to a hundred, where do you feel like? I I feel like right now I can't. I mean, I well, first off, I feel extremely fortunate because I I mean. I still suffer from um, patient, like I had the patience of Job before, and now I, I don't. But I still suffer from that. But I don't think that'll ever get any better than it is now. So I would say I'm, from where I was to where I am now, I'm probably ninety percent. But uh, some of those things just aren't going to come back. So if you get rid of that, then I'm as normal as it's going to be. And I don't besides the patience and, and having to organize my thoughts better. Um, I, uh, I feel like I'm in good shape physically. I'd suffer from headaches constantly, but they say that that's just part of it. I'm going to have headaches and that's it. So that comes and goes, but, uh, I'd say I'm 95% if you don't count some personality traits. Well, what's crazy to me is I've been around a lot of events, like tons, and not necessarily just archery tournaments, but just organization of mass amounts of people where there's a lot of moving parts, and there's also a lot of pawns trying to be a bishop, you know what I mean? Um, And usually the people that are in the lead role or someone that's real close to that, there's usually some, some major derailments that are, that end up causing issues, but are like, don't, don't make it that fun to do. You're just there because you know, you have to be, but it's not like it's something where you think, man, this thing's just a really well run event. Uh, organizers are awesome, but dude, you guys are freaking at the top of that list for being able to go there, you know, just all the little things that, you know, even things like me sending people over at the beginning of the morning and there's, you guys have a line a mile deep and there's people that showed up late to get on our course and they've got to, you know, you guys have to like figure that out and radio it in and all that. I mean, those are opportunities where people are, can just lose it, you know, and you guys have just done awesome. And obviously there's going to be times where you're frustrated and it, it does get the best of you, but I mean, freak dude, for the environment that you're in and with what you're telling me, you need to, you need a freaking gold star, man. Well, I, I, you hit this earlier, um, earlier on in the conversation, but it's our team. Like we just have a team that wants everyone to have fun. And when you have that, these guys are all guys, guys and gals. These, they're all passionate about it and they, and they love providing uh, a good event for all the, all the people who are participating. And that's really where it comes into play. So when these, these things that can cause some frustration and, and I'm not saying they don't, but, to handle them, you just have a team that's like, okay, that's just part of it. So, um, I worked for an event company called the color run. Um, I got involved in its infancy and we were able to, you know, we went from zero to a hundred miles an hour in less than a year. And so there was a lot of learning curve there and a lot of things that, uh, that I got to see and learn from is the greatest education I've ever had, uh, in, handling events and even though it's a totally different event it's it was on a large scale you know some of those events were 30,000 people and um man if i remember right i think you or your wife participated in one we were talking yeah sure the des moines one yeah sharon ran in one of the ones that you ran funny enough once we started talking about it yep yeah 
Yeah. So anyway, so there's a lot of things that come with that. And I think that helped, but it, it really, even there at the color run or, or with total archery challenge or any of these other events that we help other people do it. If you have a good team, man, it sure makes it a lot easier. So when things like what you mentioned, you know, guys show up late and you really got to get them on the mountain because they play a key role this way or that way. I mean, as long as you have a team that's willing to do it and they're just like, Hey, this is my job and I'm going to do it. Then man, it sure makes life easier. That's for sure. Well, Hey, it's the team hats off to the team. A prime example, man, is Utah last year, the freaking like we're setting up the event on Wednesday. And at that point, the, that ski lift, they, you know, decided to say, we're not going to that second ski lift is not going to be operational. You're going to have to get people from literally step one to step three, like figure it out. And for you guys to be able to call Carl Malone, get, I mean, how many side-by-side vehicles did you have to round up? (laughs) 17. 17 side-by-side vehicles, 17 (laughs) drivers, to drive yep. for four straight days making laps around. And I'm talking, <laughs> you were just like, yeah. And, and not to mention they were like closing down, like they were preventing you from using certain parts of the th- thing for a range too, because they're like, we can't really shoot over there yet. You know, so you're going to have to kind of shift this over. Can't really go over that rise. And I mean, it was improv, dude. You did, you did probably the, the biggest, coolest event of any of the ones I went to on a hundred percent improv, which yeah could could yeah, easily could easily be an impossibility, right? I mean, in most cases, it could that could have easily been an impossibility, and also an impossibility within arguably the most popular. You know, like everyone, right? Obviously, that shoot has been there for the longest. So everybody knows how that event should run. It's not like you're bouncing into a new town and just saying, well, this is how it is. Like everyone there had expectations. So if people would have showed up and it would have been a cluster mess, that would have been the worst place for that to happen. Yeah, no, that was definitely, that was, that was another time that, you know, I'm telling you, that's another time where just like with this COVID deal where we're saying thank you to participants, this is another time where we say thank you for being patient because they got on those, they rode up those trails, it created dust and all that. And uh, so just one more example of, of people just being patient with and, and rolling with it with us. It worked out awesome. Carl Malone, I, we can't thank those guys enough for yeah. what they did for us. So, totally. Um, and the Osgothorps, that's the family that owns that property yep. that we used. Great people, um, too, came out on Sunday. Oh, man, amazing. Awesome people. Yeah, they played a huge role in helping us uh, work through that mess. And, and uh, so it was, uh, it's, from the outside looking in, like you kind of knew what was going on because you and I were discussing it. But uh, there's a lot of a lot of people that played a key role in that, in pulling all of that together. And then of course Monica. Monica's never, you know, everyone knows her because she checks you in at the at the booth, but she never gets gets out there and really. She's never done podcasts or anything like that. But um, she's kind of the the person behind the scenes that really keeps everything moving yeah and uh even on that i called her and i'm like you're not gonna believe this i've got to find drivers what can you do to help and she jumped on it and she had all of our drivers for all four days found by the next afternoon by noon the next day i mean it was like okay got them we're ready to go yeah and uh and so you know, everyone knows her. In fact, more people probably know her more than I because they meet her there at the booth. But um, she is a huge reason this thing's even successful. And to be quite honest, it wouldn't be without her anyway because I can't do what she does. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, 100%. I'm the same way, man. Like, 
without Sharon, so much of what's happening would never just would not happen. And, uh, I mean, I I've said it a few times. Sometime one time someone made the saying to me, like, you know, behind every good man is a, is a good woman or something. And I said, you know, and, and, and Sharon kind of looked at me and I knew what she meant. And I'm like, now in front of every man is a better woman because like, (laughs) it's totally true. Yeah. It's totally forest and, and blaze the trail. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're like filter of like, no, we shouldn't do that. Or that's going to get you in trouble. You know, (laughs) honestly, everything I've done where it's got someone a little bit triggered, Sharon has been like, no, I don't think you should do it. You know, and grant and granted, there's a lot of times I still do, and I nothing ever becomes of it. I'm, a, you know, I walk the edge a little bit more than than Sharon does, but for the most part, yeah, without without those those filters in front, like none of this stuff would ever happen. Well, I should have done a better job at the beginning of the podcast talking about like what Total Archery Challenge is, because for those of you who are listening, Total Archery Challenge is an archery event that I'm such an advocate for because this is an event that allows you to go out, shoot just some of the awesomest shots in, you know, just hunting type scenarios with your friends. Um, There's not like a, there's a recommended shooting position. Like if you want to, you know, if you really want to go, where the where we laid the course out shoot from this stake but if it's not to your ability shoot from a different stake or shoot further back if you want to get crazy which i've done a few times but it's and it you know there's not at least in our groups never had a scorecard it's just about like can you make that shot you know and it's it's archery at its core for just being fun and also being able to to really learn your equipment, learn learn to be better as a as an archer and as a bow hunter, um, and not take it too serious. Like that's what's so important to yeah. me about the tack. You know, I've had a yeah. I actually had a few friends that were former teammates of mine that you know just said, well, I don't know if I'm gonna support tack. They don't have a pro class. They should have a money class. You know it's kind of a joke. You're not even out there shooting for score. What's the point of going? And I, I like stopped them in their tracks. And one of them, I haven't even talked to since I just said, that's exactly why people want to go is because none of that yep. bull crap's there. You know? Yeah. I was yep. a tournament archer before I competed. Like there's places for that. Like there's places for judges. There's places for, for money to be on the line. And then there's places where you can go with your your friends, your family, and as long as you still have arrows left or you have a buddy that's willing to borrow you some, like you can just <laughs> you can just have fun. And dude, that's all I want to do. Like I have when people ask me, "Do you want to, you know, why aren't you competing anymore?" I have zero interest to compete. Zero. Will I go out and hang out with people that are that I feel like are super cool and have common interests with me and have fun hundred percent. That's what I do in my backyard. You know, I, I shoot at long targets. I, you know, I, I practice for hunting situations at times. Do I get competitive or will I get competitive? Yeah. I mean, you know, we had a charity shoot last year, you know, I was on a team, uh, I was on a team with Matt Bess and Evan and Brian Chantosh were on a team and we were shooting for good causes and keeping score. Yeah. But it wasn't about me going out there and being competitive with the person next to me. It was about me going out there and having fun and doing what I love to do, which is watch freaking arrows fly through the air and also, (laughs) you know, forget to set my sight and watch arrows bounce off rocks or stick in a tree or, you know, skip off the back and be like, oh, crap. And then your buddy's like, oh, nice one. Like, that's, to yeah. me, that's fun. That's the stuff that I do with my best friends when they're over. Have a laugh about your misses. You know, freaking 
totally fist pump when you hit something you didn't even think you could do, that's what the total archery challenge is. It's freaking awesome. Yeah, I think you're you you're exactly right. And that's that's kind of what we wanted. We didn't want we didn't want the competitive side or the egos, um, you know, because you've got to, you've got to be in the zone when you're competing. And so there's just a different atmosphere and a different energy and, and not that it's bad, but it's not for everyone. And so we said, well, there's plenty of competitive shoots out there. Well, we just want to do one. That's, it doesn't matter who's out there. It could be John Dudley who's shooting at 200 yards and somebody who can only shoot 50 and you guys can walk a course together and shoot and have a good time. Um, and that's really what it's about. It's about the camaraderie and, and having a good time. And let's be honest, you probably hear more stories about a guy breaking an arrow than you do about the guy that made the shot. And that's what people are talking about and laughing about. And so some of those shots that we do add that are, you know, you may not do in a, in a hunting scenario. What are you talking about? Shooting 150 some, yards. some of the, sh- like most of your shots are just like, <laughs> okay, like you better, you better freaking check. Hey, let's your... be honest. You helped set the knock on course. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. But, but I was even like pulling the reins back on you. You're like, oh dude, that limb, that'll be someone will have that thing cut down with arrows by the time Saturday rolls around. It's just like, no, dude, like you're not getting an arrow through there. And you're like, Oh yeah, they'll get it through there. They can figure that out. And I'm like, yeah. Most, most of the shots are just like, check, you know, check your freaking oil before you go out there. But Hey man, when you come off the range with all your arrows, you feel a very, big rush of accomplishment you know absolutely yep and it should be celebrated yes yes i agree (laughs) yeah no it's fun and and the group of guys that have come out you know we've been doing this this will be year eight for us um from when we started and we've got guys that have been coming since the beginning at, at all of these different events that are in year seven year five whatever what a great group of people that are out there that we never would have met had we not put this thing together. Oh, I mean, man. it is, it is unreal and so much fun. And to see them year in year out, and now they're doing multiple events. We have one guy who's doing every single event this year. Gosh. And, uh, and then he, he said, I'm rescheduling since we canceled Tennessee and Texas. So he's going to do them all next year too. And I mean, Dude, yeah. the archery world is is an awesome world of people. Oh yeah, I love it. Me too. Well, hey man, that's the that's the perfect way to wrap up this podcast. Unless you got anything for for me, you got any questions for? No, I appreciate uh, <laughs> you being a big partner on this and everything you've done for for us as a as an event. But not only that, what you do for the archery world i think is absolutely fantastic and i'm glad we get to do a bunch of these events together and uh meet a bunch of your guys from the knock on nation and it's it's fun it's a lot of fun oh man it's such an awesome community it's really a blessing and i know it's i know it's going to be cool i mean jocko's texts me like every day he's shooting right now he's just like freaking big sky countdown i mean dude (laughs) He, he is yeah. so hooked to that. I mean, listen, Jocko had never even shot at a any type of an archery event, tournament, anything. And last year when we showed up to Big Sky, he was there. And I and I t- I said he's like, hey, like, kind of what's the schedule this week? And I said, well, we're here. We got here early because I said tomorrow we're going to set the range. We got to like set up our whole range (laughs) and stuff. And I said, I go, do you want to go? And he's like, check what time. And so I just said, you know, we'll be heading up first light, man. And he was out there setting all those targets with us. And, and then, uh, he was just kind of looking at me. Like I remember one shot, he looked at me, just goes, damn (laughs) and i'm like hey i said hey you know we went up i think that night and we shot it and i kind of just gave him the rundown of 
you know, hey, let's shoot stuff close. Let me just talk about these same things. And I just kind of like, hey, dude, if you run through your steps, like the distance doesn't matter. You know, if you're just if you're executing a lot of these shots are like they're intentionally set up to be a mind grenade. And if you let them be a mind grenade, then, you know, the reality is if your arrow can fly in a, you know, 18 with 18 inch width span, it's going to hit every target, you know, left and right that you're shooting at, even if it looks like you're shooting through, you know, a bunch of ax handles. Um, I'm just like, just freaking look at the target, execute the shot. That's all you got to do. And, and we shot like, I think we shot like 10 targets that day before for fun, because then the next day yeah. we're out there with their groups and, and Jocko's like shooting with people that he, one, he didn't know. And two had never even like officially shot something like that. And I remember looking up and, um, I think he was, might've been in the group behind us. Uh, no, he was in the group in front of us, but, um, I remember seeing him like first target, just stepping on the real stake. And I think that first target was like a 90 yarder or something. And I'm just like, Oh, okay, here we go. And he shot every single day. He shot every single day. And he's just like, dude, this, this is probably one of the coolest like team building activities i've seen in a long 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 freaking time i mean he totally broke the jocko mold and by that last night at his house i mean that sucker was freaking in tears laughing about some of the stories we were telling and it was so (laughs) so totally not him but it's like man this is this is what archery is all about. This is what I love about archery. And dude, you guys, your wife, your team, um, cannot say thank you enough. Please keep it the way you guys have it. It's like, it's like, you know, grandma's favorite recipe. Like don't, don't freaking try to throw margin in there when she's saying put butter in there. Uh, keep freaking keep that recipe exactly how it is. It's so perfect and it, it makes archery so fun. So thank you for that. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. And, and we really do appreciate you as a partner and, and all these other groups, black rifle, sick, uh, prime, you know, all these guys that we work really closely with because Yeti, well, you guys make a huge, a huge, we're leaving people out, and, but you know, we, yeah, we all, did events without all these people and then you guys show up. And so it's been, uh, it's good. There's, I mean, there's a bunch we're not naming, right? Everybody has their part and, uh, just everyone involved in it has made this event what it is outside of our team and, uh, vendors and sponsors and partners alike. So it's, uh, it's fun, but that's what we say. I mean, our, our, uh, Motto is life is better with a bow. Well, and it really is. It totally is. Well, thanks so much, Sean. Make sure you get to a total archery challenge event or follow him on Instagram. And hey, man, see you soon. Knock on everybody. Be sure to visit knockonarchery.com to see our entire line of trendy knock on lifestyle clothing. Knockonarchery.com. <laughs>